Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show again this afternoon. Plenty of folk to talk to. Bit of music thrown in as well. We'd love to hear from you too. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text. Keep the number handy. Now we begin today with a good friend of ours on the show. And she's with us for a very serious reason. Because if you've been listening to our news here on LMFM Radio in recent times, there have been a number of attacks on women, in particular in the Drogheda area. And I'm delighted to say hello again to an inspirational woman from Drogheda Dolls. It's founder Natalie Kelly. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Daddy. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. You and I have never really talked on these lines before. But look, let's go back about a week and we spotted you commenting and and making an appeal, actually, for somebody to come forward. Because uh, tell us the wee story. There was a lady attacked in her car on the Bridge of Peace in Drogheda. There was. And um, I I obviously wasn't there, so I don't want to speak on her behalf. But Mm. I have spoken to her. And um, she just wants people to be very aware of um, what happened to her so that, you know, it doesn't happen to anyone else. Like, um, she was on the bridge of peace and somebody, um, a man, had indicated to her there was something wrong with her attire. And she obviously opened her window to see what he was saying and he uh, jumped in her car trying to attack her, like, you know. So um, my piece on the um, actual page was to try and get, um, there was a lady in front of her who had a dash cam who also came to her rescue mm. and um, he then followed her and tried to attack her. But um, this dash cam was really important because obviously, you know, to try and catch who it was. Mm. Um, we don't need people uh, going around attacking each other or um, to be in that position that we're all afraid that we will get attacked. And this was just sitting in traffic, like, mm. you know, so um, it's such a simple thing that people do every day and uh, you don't expect to... I suppose, have someone jump and try yes. to turn and attack you, you know? So middle of the day, in a very public area, plenty of traffic on the road, and it didn't deter this guy. By the way, is there any progress in that front? Has he been identified from the dash cam, or has there anything happened since? So we haven't, like, as far as I know, the dash cam really hasn't come to my attention or anyone under Grant's attention. Um, but she may not be a doll, and she may not be even from Drogheda. Do you know? Don't yes. know, like... Mm. Um, so I suppose the post was on the page. It was very much to make people aware 
um, the day after that happened, I was driving over the town and I seen two or three ladies walking on Oldbridge with the earphones in. Now, as a woman, we should have that right to walk around and walk, you know, with earphones in if we want. But um, unfortunately, when something like this happens, I found it really important to make sure people were aware. And I actually stopped my car for two or three of them when I could and just say, please take out your earphones because someone had been attacked the, the night before and you just don't know. And I think the week before that, another lady was attacked on the boardwalk there as well. Mm. So um, I'm not necessarily by the same person because the description is different. And has so, the, is um, the, and is that the one you're talking about? There's been a more recent one than a week ago. Yes, that was the week before that. You okay, know? So, right. Like, okay, it was the week before this incident. Right. Um, and it just scared me thinking, like, ladies walking there are maybe not aware. Um, and sure, if you've your phones on and you're happy out with your rock, you don't think someone's going to come up behind you, like. But that's what happens to that lady. Um, and and I know a few years ago there was another lady that I ran with in Team Carry, and she was attacked along there. Like, so it does happen. Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate, like, because, uh, you know, we should be able to walk around and, and enjoy your walk or whatever. But we did, it's nothing against men. It's just you don't know which one it's going to be like. So it's just to be very aware and of your surroundings. I want to use the group to try and encourage people to walk together or in groups. And you can pop it up on the page and just say, like, I need a walking buddy or whatever, you know, mm. just to keep safe. It's very important to keep safe. It's, this person or persons are caught. Mm, and 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 you know it's it's shocking that you have to speak in these terms. And I saw you I saw you uh, talking about this online. Walk in pairs or in a group. Don't wear the earphones. Don't go walking a- alone. And and it is sad that you have to uh, advise I- I- in that fashion. But the reality is, you know, and people love their headphones. You know this and their music when yeah. they're running or walking or whatever. But you are not aware, sadly, of, you know, you need to use your eyes and ears to be aware of what's around you. And and it's the reality, isn't it, Natalie? It, it's just... It is. And it's just minding each other. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody wants that to happen to anybody. And, um, you know, like there's a lot of women, uh, there's 19,000 almost in on that group alone. So surely it would suit someone to pair up with you and walk. Yes. And, you know... And then you're making a new friend as well. Um, but I suppose it's just about safety and keeping safe. And we want everyone safe. So mm. I wasn't trying to frighten people, I suppose, by that post. It was just very much like to be aware because not everybody maybe would hear the, of the incidences. And I think there was even one last night where um, a gentleman on the same bridge tried to get into another lady's car. Um, and she had her, all her doors locked. And a lot of the cars these days, the doors automatically locked yes. and put in your key. But not everyone's car is like that. So it's just to keep your doors locked as well. It's so important yeah, that you're yeah. actually saying this, but mm. it's just the reality at the moment in Dada. Mm. Um, and, and also, if an incident like this happens, I'd really encourage you to go down and talk to the guards and give a description, because you just don't know what description you're given may have find yeah. the person. That's a very important point to make. Don't, uh, you know, just uh, deal with it on your own, which you have to do. Let the guards know if any incident happens. It's very important that they have all information. Where did you say that one was last evening? On Slainbridge, was it? No, it was on the Bridge of Peace again. Again on the same bridge, on the Bridge of Peace last last evening. It is important to say that most cars have a locking mechanism and you should have it switched on, that it automatically locks when you get into the car. If you don't, if it's manual, do lock your doors as well. Isn't it a shocking state of affairs, though, just to repeat that again, that this is the the situation that women find themselves in? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like I spoke to a Garda and I suppose when you go down the Garda station, you're kind of like, and it didn't happen to me, but I do know from other instances, you're going down, you're like, oh, maybe there's just any reason to go down the guards or whatever. But it really isn't. Like, and they do want to hear, there's a lovely guard down there, Elaine, and she said, if anyone wants to go down and ask for her, and she'll happily take the description, you know, a woman to a woman or whatever. It's just, it's very important that whoever it has had an experience like this, that you do go down. And as silly as you might feel, like, oh, he didn't do anything to me, but he did try to get into my car. It does not matter. It really is important that, you know, people are safe and yes. whoever this person is or persons, I think there may be two from the description, um, that it's really important that they are caught. Um, there was a suggestion that someone may not be in full mental health and that's all the more reason to get them help as well. Like, you know? Yes, so, yes. Um, it's just, I suppose, it's just an appeal for women's safety and just to be aware. Um, and, you know, join the group and, and meet up with people and make a new friend and go for a walk with someone. Don't let it stop you walking. Mm. It's just to do it safely like well I want to say as a man I would not I know the boardwalk we're talking about it, it's going to go from Mornington right up along the Boyne hopefully way up to Navin and that eventually but at the moment it is from uh, the town of Drogheda out to Oldbridge and I have to say to you Natalie I'm familiar with it uh, growing up in the town and that and uh, even years ago it was a place you'd be wary of going I wouldn't walk there as a man in my own I'm telling you that yeah and I mean, like, but I mean, I would, I wouldn't have any problem walking. Well, I would now, but I wouldn't usually have any problem. I, I trained for some of the marathons there, and mm. I never felt overly strange about it. I would now, obviously, in light of everything. But um, you think you, you know, you oh, it's okay. I'll fight them off or whatever. But you shouldn't have to think like that. No. We should all be safe. And the thing is, it genuinely is nothing against all, like men in general. Um, it's just you don't know which man it's going to be, and that's the whole thing, you know. So it's just yeah. about being being safe no matter where you are. Nine times out of ten, you are safe, but I suppose it's just very much to be aware of your surroundings. Go in pairs. Uh, please don't wear the headphones. Yes, just take one out, even um, as sad as that is. But it's just about personal safety at the moment. Mm. So this person or perpetrator is their cost. Like, yes, you know? and you don't want to be that one out of ten. If you're affected by anything we're talking about today, or you've, if you've had an experience or if you want to comment on safety, uh, women's safety in general, and we welcome comment from men and women, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. That's 086-1800-658. Love to hear from you. On another matter, I see... Drogheda Dolls are taking a giant leap forward. You are in the process of putting roots down in a building. Yeah, (laughs) we're getting a doll's house. So um, it's really exciting. I've kind of like been looking for a while. I think um, it's our natural progression, a natural step every day. Like there's women on the group that are lonely, looking for a friend, uh, want to volunteer. There's so much be done in the town and so much that they can get involved in and I suppose it's very much like a place where we can a little hub where people can volunteer or people can help out or people can come and have a cup of tea and just make a friend or feel like like it's brilliant to have the online family say of us all together on the group and we all know each other that way but like most of us haven't met each other so it's very much like a space that's going to be a really positive space and to do lots of good for the town so I'm really excited about it we have a fundraiser we're trying to raise money just for the first year of it to see how it goes um, to cover rents and rates and the whole lot. Uh, we've only two and a half grand, like literally raised seven and a half grand in three days by mm. the dolls, like everyone just sleeping in their two euro. And last night, like I got a lovely message off a lady and she was like, I gave you uh, my three euro and I was like, oh, well, thank you so much. And she said, I'm so sorry, it's all I've had left for the week. 
Well, that meant so much to me because, like, at the end of the day, that was everything she had in the world. And she said, this is going to mean so much to me because I'm so lonely. And, I mean, it reminds me of the time where my, my daughter actually asked my dad, he paints for at the Alzheimer's Society, oh, dad, oh, I've got a daughter, she calls him, her granddad. And she said, would you paint me painting for my friend? And he said, okay, she goes, but I want to pay you. And she opened her little children's wallet and she gave him 20 cents. <laughs> and it was all she had in the world. And you know, they posted that saying, um, I'd never been paid off someone had before. It's my biggest commission. <laughs> yes. And it was amazing, like, because to that lady as well, it was just reminded me of that because it was all she had, but it meant so much to her that there would be a place where she could go. And she already knows she gets on well with the group and all that. And it's just somewhere that she can go and not be so lonely. So oh. it's really important for the community and the dolls community as well. Isn't so I hope, that? I hope. Isn't yeah, that I hope just, it does go well. That, well, isn't that just inspiring? You see that three euro, it's like... Uh, a philanthropist, multi-millionaire philanthropist yeah. giving three million. That three euro yeah, is an equivalent absolutely. for some person and your daughter, that 20 cent. What a lovely story. Have you identified the premises? Because I'm just looking. Uh, Draw the Dolls has a community of 19,000. You need a football stadium, may I say? <laughs> yeah, like obviously there's lots of volunteers, so um, we'll be there different days and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and it, we have a really nice premises. Uh, I won't reveal the location just yet because I haven't found any of these. But, um, yeah, it's a really nice location and uh, our plans are really lovely plans for it. Like, we're going to have lovely, the minute you walk in, and we have positivity wall and lots of lovely homely space, like that people can feel it's a home from home. Mm. And it's all our space and it's our space to enjoy together. So, yeah, it's really exciting. It began with a doll and a beautiful doll at that called Natalie Kelly. And look at where it's gone now. And I know you have big plans uh, for the the new place. And it it is the next logical step for sure. Anyway, listen, I'll let you go there for the moment. Thank you so much for joining me today. Always love chatting to you and wish you well with the new venture. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and stay safe, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, Natalie. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. That's Natalie Kelly there from Drahada Dolls. Isn't it shocking that we have to chat in those terms and remind people to be safe and walk in pairs and take care wherever you go? You have to do it. It, it, There's no good dodging this in any way. It has to be done. It's not good, is it? It really isn't good. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. It's not good to hear that. You know, Monday evening, Jerry in the heart of Drogheda, Patrick Street, Georgia Street Junction, 7 o'clock in the evening, a lady was attacked. I don't... My God Almighty, that's not good to hear at all. David says, what happens if a weirdo poses as a woman and offers to go for a walk? God, there's another issue being raised altogether. Nice to hear from you, David. Peter's been on to say... You know, Jerry's a lot of people coming to Ireland and they're not really vetted. And, and, and there are a lot of Irish people need vetting too, I can tell you, uh, Peter. Thanks for your message. Take your point. Also, Louise, did I mention that I heard the cuckoo the weekend? <laughs> no, you just mentioned you were cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all know that anyway. I heard the cuckoo in Sligo. Down the West. You yeah, always do, don't you, Dan? Yeah, I heard him in Sligo or horror. Him, him, isn't it? The male that comes in first. Uh, and him, cuckoo, cuckoo. Lovely to hear it. Really lovely to hear. Anyone hear it round this neck of the woods? Won't on the East Coast. Maybe further north Normally in North in Loud. Yeah, Gurley Bog yeah. over that area up towards Old Castle. The cuckoo is heard at this time of the year. Great to hear them back. What about 
Miss Ava Flynn's Hollis Spuds, Louise. She's getting really good at the garden, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah, I posted on Facebook last night. Loads by the time of people she's nine. saw it. Yeah, we lifted the four spuds. We put them in, myself and ourselves, in individual pots on the 1st of February. And we lifted them on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, when I got back home uh, for dinner. And one spud, she counted them out from one seed potato planted in February, 24 new potatoes. Huh? Now most of them are good size as well, nice hen egg size. We had them, Louise, new potatoes, steamed. And just nobby Kerrygold, put the butter on the spuds, Andre. Do you remember it? <laughs> no. <laughs> the ad? No, I don't oh, remember Oh, come the on. Folks, I've heard about it, but I don't remember it. The boys are out fishing and they come in with a pair of trout and the dinners. And we were either French looking men and your woman's giving them the eye in the house. And he asks, can I do anything for you? And she says, you can put a bit of butter on the spuds, Andre. <laughs> Kerrygold, that's all you need on your new potatoes. Oh, geez, Louise, I, you can't beat a new potato. Lovely, lovely. What what type are they? They're called Jazzy is the variety. I picked them up in Marks and Spencer at Christmas, chitted them, you know, the sprouts came on them and Ava did the planting. Filled the tubs, put them in, covered them up, watched them as they grew and emptied the first pot. And we emptied a few pots and just enjoyed them on Monday. They were just gorgeous. Love new Jazzy. potatoes with salad cream. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of salad cream? On new potatoes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Heinz salad, salad cream. cream. Heinz, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is nice. It is nice. It's gorgeous. God, you'd eat the, you'd eat, you'd eat the jar when you start. <laughs> but, wouldn't you? Well, it, it's addictive. It really Fab. is. But anyway, salad potatoes, jazzy, waxy. I like a waxy new potato. I love the flowery ones too, but I love an early salad potato. So we're off now. The first buds in the new year. Well done, Ava. She's... Oh, she's the garden bug. There's no doubt about that. It's great to see. So it is. Teach your children to sow seeds or she uh, has it do for a little life. bit of garden. Yes, and you will always have it uh, for a lifetime. Now, when we hear a story about somebody reorganising their finances and especially their mortgage, we like to bring it to you because perhaps uh, their story can help you. So she's going to tell it to us now. I'm delighted to welcome to Late Lunch, Sandra Chubb. Hello, Sandra. Hiya, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks so much for taking our call on the show today. No problem. Tell us your situation. You bought your home when? Um, I'm in it about nearly five years now. And it's just you? You took out the mortgage yourself? It is. It's just myself. I sold a, pre- a previous property, an apartment I had. Okay. And, um, I, I bought a three-bedroom house in Ballyfermot. Good on you. So, uh, from the apartment to the house, and I'm sure you love the house and the oh, the, the space. Yeah? More, more rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, I know. And you're moving on and moving up, as they say. So, you had some equity to put into your new house. And then, of course, uh, you took out a new mortgage on I the did. new three-bedroomed house that you bought. Do you mind me asking you how much your mortgage is for? It's, well, at the time, it was for 130000 Okay. And last year, is when I came out of the, the two-year fixed term with permanent TSB, um, it was around 110,000, Okay, so you'd been paying down and uh, not so bad. It's nice to see the, the capital sum <laughs> dropping all the time. But you weren't really, uh, you know, satisfied with that. What made you start to look at this again? Well, yes, like I said, um, the fixed term came to an end with permanent CSV and I went back to them to see if they could do anything with regards to the interest rates and law and that. And they couldn't really, I think it was 3.5%. Um, it was exactly the, the same terms and rates that I was at. 
So I just shopped around, really. I just Googled um, lower interest rates on mortgages and Money Sherpa and Bonkers.ie. These two websites came up. Mm. And what you basically do is you just put in your details of what you owe, um, the terms on the mortgage, um, and what you were paying monthly yes. payments. So I did that, and then it, uh, different amounts, of different banks came up, um, for example, Avent and ICS, and I clicked into them. And then I started playing around with the, the bar that if I said... If I lowered the terms and put more money, more money in, yeah, it was it, it then reduced the terms as in the years. Yes. So at at the time, I this was only last year now. I owed I had twenty one years left on the mortgage. Okay. And I upped it by two hundred euro per month, which is fifty euro a week, and I was able to get it down to twelve years. Isn't that incredible now? Isn't it? Crazy. And there's an awful lot of people that are so unaware that they can do this or shop around when they, they come out of a, a fixed term. Mm. So for €50 euro a week, let's just re-emphasise yeah. that again. A 21-year term became a 12-year term. Exactly, for €50 euro a week. Jeepers, that, that, that is something else. There really is a message in this and a lesson to people yeah. to go looking at this. And the other thing was, you switched from permanent TSB to Avant money. Was there much involved? You know, we hear people saying that, you know, the paperwork and this and that and the other. How did you find the switch? Yeah, I actually found it OK now. It, it is quite similar to taking out a mortgage initially. Yeah. Um. I didn't feel as stressed. Maybe that was because I already owned the house and I wasn't looking and, you know, needed to get into it by a certain time. Um, but yes, and you, you do need a solicitor, of course. But mm. again, I shopped around for different solicitors and I came across this lovely lady, Joanne McAlerney, from Able Solicitors. And it just cost me 1300 to switch. Okay. Um for, and she she did all the the yes. work basically, and that's all it cost me. Mm. But I saved over thirty thousand um, euro by taking those ten eleven years off the mortgage. <laughs> now that's the so. other figure. That is the other figure, folks. Thirty thousand euro. Uh, at this point in time, Sandra is better off. The other thing to say is as well. This is important. Um, you were paying what six? I have the figures here. Six forty a month with permanent TSB. Yeah. Avant gave you a, a lower rate for a start, two point zero one percent on a seven year fixed rate. Uh, your your repayments dropped to five sixty, but that's when you decided, no, 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 I'm going to put more into the repayments at this stage. Exactly. Yes. Um, yes, I could have taken the the lower monthly rate. Mm. But I just, I just have health um, issues. I've had a couple of operations on my hips and like that was just a personal thing that I needed and wanted to do was try get rid of the mortgage a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, just just in case anything down the line. I understand. You know? I understand. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I just said, look, I'll throw some more money off it every month. And that's when I was able to see the terms like Lauren every time I was doing that. Um, now I understand I'm in a better position like I have a smaller mortgage mm. whereas others you know they've taken out a, a bigger mortgage yes. and they mightn't have extra um, to put off it but yes. even, even even the smallest amount of even the hundred 
euro a month, it, it could still knock five years. Like I knocked 11, 12 years off mm. mine. Mm. But yeah, definitely, definitely look around. And oh, this so is... so many people unaware. This is really good. This, there's a salutary tale in this for, for lots and lots of yeah. people, I'm sure. So you went with Money Sherpa dot, uh, at the end of the day. You mentioned bonkers there as well. Yeah, uh, there too. Yeah, yeah, I went with Money Sherpa in the end. Yeah. Um, mm. Um, a, a chap called Mark Hone. He was the broker, and yes, um, like I did what what I wanted to do, but I just sent him over the details, and then he just asks you, um, what paper? He tells you, sorry, what paperwork you need. Yeah, and you just send you know your pay slips and your usual mm. bank statements to him, and he organises the whole thing for you. It's, you. it's so easy to do. That's the message we want out there today. Oh, it, you didn't find it complicated at all. No. And when you think about it, less time, 30,000 better off. So the world is going to be your oyster sooner than you ever thought. <laughs> For 1,300 euros, well worth it. Even, you know, yeah. like having to get different sorts of paperwork, it's so worth it. I cannot emphasise that mm. any, anymore. It's just people need to be aware of this. Um, I just think some people are to be so desperate to get a mortgage in the first place. They were afraid then from changing their banks or mm. looking around. Mm. So definitely need to get the word out there. And, you know, uh, there are people who are savvy about their shopping every week, savvy about other spends in their life. But you know what? This is the biggest spend in your life. Exactly. It's the biggest purchase you're going to buy. Yeah. Definitely. And that's Definitely. why it is so important to look at this. Are you normally somebody who is a shopper around type of person <laughs> for other things? Um, I, I, I didn't think so, but um, I do I do like bargains now always. And <laughs> I'd be just savvy now, I suppose, of, yeah. you know, if I can do something cheaper well, or get rid of a, a bill yes. earlier, well then, yes. Yeah, well, God Almighty, you've you've done fantastic on this. Very much. <laughs> yeah, no, you really have, and and fair juicy as well uh, of thinking uh, ahead uh, as regards your own health and and your future life, and you know removing because the mortgage, the day you pay it off, the feeling, the feeling, the oh, day you're oh, listen, the day that that uh, that huge weight is lifted from the shoulders is unbelievable to say that you're, you're yeah you're debt free, and that's coming much sooner now for you from what did you say 30 years to 21 is that what you said no I was I had 20 21 years 21 years uh, to 12 to 12 sorry 21 years just to re-emphasise that from 21 years to 12 years and a saving of 30,000 for an extra 50 euro a week hey folks Get out them documents this evening. Get into the filing cabinet. Pull it out and get cracking on this. And you too could be saving big, big money. You're great. And I thank you for joining me today to tell your story. Thank you very much. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Sandra Chubb there. Well, 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 there you go. That's a terrific saving, I have to say. Take me hat off to her. Remember yesterday on the show we were talking to Peter Whelan about the Save the Boyne campaign and the uh, 
hold on meets issue with the pipeline. The meeting in Slane last night called it short notice. They had a fantastic turnout and Peter just wanted me to mention it. Thanks to everybody who showed up. They had a wide range of people all with different interests and knowledge and they're certainly going to build on this now. The next meeting takes place next Tuesday at 7 o'clock again in the Mill House in Slane and Peter has agreed to chair uh, the group and uh, they'll be uh, working on bringing in other experts and people as well. But well done to all and the big turnout last night. Watch this space. That story is sure to roll on. You know the way you drum it into your children never talk to strangers? Sinead Burke begs to differ. I am around the block long enough to know the best way to really annoy people is to give parenting advice, especially the unsolicited kind. So just to be really clear, this is not a mothering manifesto on how everyone else is doing it wrong and I am the only one who has this sussed. A cursory inspection of my kids' lunchboxes or a brief observation of me trying to cajole the Burke offspring into cleaning their bedrooms will instantly confirm. I am a woman who is clearly not operating on the top of her game. However, amid all the confusion over what actually constitutes a small Friday-sized treat, or indeed how many abandoned cereal bowls does it take to register as a biohazard, there is one thing I am very clear on. I encourage my kids to talk to strangers. Now before you all start googling the local Tusla number, or wondering how to get a direct message to Roderick O'Gorman, hear me out. This suggestion also comes with boundaries. Obviously, they are not allowed to go off anywhere with some randomer or take money or food from them. Also, they must tell either me or Mr Burke about the encounter. As long as the kids stay within those rules, I think talking to strangers is good for them. My reason for this is simple. I'm convinced the world would be a million times better if we all got back to speaking to each other more. I'm not talking about having big heart-to-hearts with everybody you meet. That would be exhausting. And as word got round that that's the way you were inclined, people would avoid you. So the whole exercise would be somewhat self-defeating. No, I'm thinking more along the lines of reviving the endangered custom of having the chat. Holding forth about the weather. Will they ever get that flippin' roundabout sorted? Or even, who does that pup Putin think he is? It doesn't matter what the subject is. It's the act of opening your mouth, acknowledging the person in the queue beside you, and for two or three minutes of your day, having a completely unplanned. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pleasant interaction with someone. Neither participant wants anything from the other, except to pass the time with a bit of banter. There are huge benefits to talking to strangers. Firstly, when we talk to people we don't know, we instantly become better versions of ourselves. The person sitting opposite us on the train doesn't need to know about your mortgage arrears, but shooting the breeze about how the daffodils aren't sure whether they're coming or going in this weather is a perfectly agreeable way to start anyone's day. Have we turned into a nation who wave at each other from our cars instead of stopping to say hello? We haven't become less friendly, but perhaps with the ease of being able to tweet to the world from our phone, we have lost confidence when it comes to talking face to face. How many of us regularly avoid eye contact with people on the street, but are very generous about posting comments and sending likes to them online? I once stood behind a lad in the queue for pennies. He completely blanked me when he turned round. Three hours earlier, he was wishing me happy birthday on Facebook. The benefits of having a chat with strangers are startling. We have a tendency to put a sunnier spin on things when talking to someone new. We are in better form afterwards. It increases our self-confidence and our social skills improve. We learn new things. Our mental and physical health improve. We live longer. Did you know you are less likely to suffer a heart attack if you know your neighbours? So now we have the technology to talk to the world on the commute to work. But a lot of us struggle to say good morning to the person sitting next to us. That's why I want my kids to talk to strangers. I want them to take the headphones off and answer an elderly lady's inquiries on how they like school. I want them to be as comfortable arguing with children they don't know over the rules of the climbing frame in the playground as they are yelling at opponents online playing Fortnite. Virtual communication is great, but when the batteries run out, people power remains. And that's what you run a community on. Oh, so true, Sinead, so true. A lad in the queue in pennies, Louise. <laughs> did you ever see a lad in, did you ever see a lad in the queue in pennies? I did. Did yeah. you? Yeah, why? I've never been to pennies in my life. Loads of stuff. Have I you? love pennies. Do men go to pennies? Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. I had tell a lie I was in pennies stuff. once, but it wasn't in this country. It was in Boston. They opened so in it took Boston. Took three days to get around that one. Oh it? my God, it was incredible. So it is, and I, I went round it, but never, never in this country. And the, the lad in the queue wouldn't look at our Sinead. I think that's so true. That's so. <laughs> and he so wished funny. her happy birthday on Facebook. I love it. That Didn't, woman wasn't it. Um, that hmm. that lady from Terman Feck and uh, whose name escapes me, that uh, Miss McCarthy. Yeah. And she said to you, once you can. No, have, it was Betty. Betty was it? You can have twenty three thousand. Yeah. Fa- friends on Facebook and no one to go for a coffee. <laughs> no, no one to go for very a coffee. For it. Very true from Betty indeed. Observational, brilliant wit. Thank you, Sinead Burke. We'll bring you more of her banter and on. <laughs> it's a great one. It really, really is. Late lunch, LMFM radio still to come on the show this afternoon. Dr. Kate McCann is with us and she's absolutely fantastic. And uh, she is talking about sleep to us today on the show and the importance of sleep to everybody and a little bit later on of course I have my soundtrack coming the uh, soundtrack this week is from the musical the brilliant musical Waitress 
that's coming to Dublin in the month of June. But first off, I want to wish a big happy birthday to Frank Farrell. He is a big, big birthday, I believe, today. And all the Murrays in Julianstown want to wish you a very, very special birthday. Let's dedicate this one from Take That to Frank. Happy birthday, Frank. I guess now it's time for me to give up. It's time Got a picture of you beside me Got your lipstick marks Still on your coffee cup Sleep It's one of the six pillars of lifestyle medicine According to Dr Kate McCann Who joins us again Hello Kate Hi, Jerry Thank you very much for uh, joining us On Late Lunch this afternoon on average, and, and can you put an average? And let's talk, we're talking about sleep and adults here. Yeah. How, how many hours do we need a night? Well, it depends on age. But I think we usually hear the thing thrown out there of eight hours of sleep a night. And that's that's pretty that's a pretty good ballpark. So if we're talking about school-age children, like under 13, we probably need closer to, you know, 10 or 11. And then as we age over 65, not some, not all. People find they need a little bit less. So they're down to seven to eight or even six hours sleep a night. But uh, most of us, um, say ages 18 to 65, we need between seven and nine hours a night. Now, some people actually need a little bit more. Some people need a little bit less. But minimum we should, for most adults, should be, you know, six hours, seven hours a night really to function well the next day. Sleep isn't just about getting rest, you know, after a busy day or mm. whatever. T- talk to me about the restorative aspect of it, which you've uh, uh, written extensively about. So sleep is still not fully understood. It's an area of really active research. But we know it's been old thought that um, sleep was just, you know, a waste of time. And there used to be an idea that you could do away with it. Um, and now we are realizing there's a lot going on while we're asleep. Um, both the repairing and the restoring, and especially for our for our our brains, our brains are doing a lot of their learning and memory storage is, is happening while we're asleep. Um, and so that if we're, we're if we are cutting back on our sleep, we are impacting on our our physical, emotional, and mental health. Very important points. Let's split this into do's and don'ts when it comes to shut eye. Okay, so let's start with the do's. What are your must do's to get a good night's sleep? Well, there's a few. I think when we talk about sleep, you know, um, I do say that it's got to be a whole family approach. Usually if it's just you and you live alone, great. It's easier to do in a family. It can be difficult. We have people needing different amounts of sleep. Um, at different stages of life. So the sleep routine is actually really, really key. You've got to come up with a, a routine. And this is easier said than done, but it's got to start start early from babyhood all the way up to adulthood. And if we don't have one as an adult or an older child, then we need to get a, a routine. We have to have a set bedtime, set wake time, and a, a set routine of what we do before we go to bed. You can't be, you know, doing your work emails and doing your evening jog and then 10 minutes later, you know, fall asleep. You do need that wind down period. Um, and that's and so getting that that routine of knowing what time you're going to bed and then that hour, ideally, though, like about as much time as you can give before that bedtime to wind yourself down, getting ready for bed. 
So that's important, the blue light, as they call it, you know, uh, looking on devices, working away late, as you oh. say. You can't just switch off in an instance. You need about an hour to wind down. And just going back Absolutely. to what you said previously, uh, bedtime should be at a certain time every night. And if that yeah. happens, then the sleep happens right through the night until morning. I, I saw you um, uh, making a point uh, about uh, getting natural light during the day. Mm. Why so? Yeah. Well, the, our, our brains, um, our, our brains are the, the, the simple answer is, is that in the back of our eyes are triggered by light. It's, it gives impulses to a certain part of our brain and it actually it actually triggers hormone um, production. We, we talk a lot about melatonin is one of them. And we talk a lot about melatonin. You, people, you hear people using it as well as a sleep aid. So we want our brain to be triggered with light certain times of the day and then not triggered with light other times of the day. And that helps our brain get the right hormones that it needs to get into good natural sleep. So that's the same thing with the blue light in the screens in the evening. We don't want bright light. We don't want blue lights an hour or two hours before bed. But what we do want it is first thing in the morning, especially late afternoon or four to six hours before sleep. We want that bright light. So our brain is getting the messages consistently of this is when we're awake. This is when we're asleep and light can be a can be a really important way to trigger that that natural hormone production in our brain that tells it when to go to sleep and when to wake up. And yeah, it goes without saying that exercise during the day, of course, uh, you know, uh, takes energy mm. from the body and, and enables you yeah. sleep better. The bedroom, quiet, dark and at the appropriate temperature, too hot yeah. is, an, is a no, no, is it bedroom wise? Yeah. Yeah, so so to, in multiple studies have been done, people seem to sleep better when it's slightly cool. And what they called cool is around 18 degrees. So most of us consider that quite comfortable um, mm. temperature. Um, but yeah, we want it. And it can be really tricky. When we say that we want the bedroom, it's calm. It means nothing else happens in the bedroom. You're not, it's not doubling as your home office, for example, on your bed. So you want a, a calm, you want a cool, you want a quiet, which can be really tricky in a lot of households. So it can sometimes be creative with earplugs or white noise to get that quiet. And then the dark, again, we want that, we want our brains to know that it's dark so they so it wants to go to sleep. And that could require, especially this time of year, especially for children, that might require some creative use of either blackout blinds or eye masks. Absolutely. If you can't get asleep and you're there ruminating and turning and twisting, let's say for 20 minutes, half an hour, are you better getting up? Absolutely. So, yeah, get up. One thing I'm going to say is make sure the clock is out of sight. Um, Don't look at the clock. And turn it away, face it down. Just get out of the bed, go do something not too bright, not with a screen. Ideally, uh, maybe uh, reading a book, listening to the music, um, listening to a guided meditation, do something calm and relaxing. Don't look at the clock. And when you naturally start to feel drowsy, then go back to bed. How important is it? Because I often have this uh, in my mind racing, thinking about things for the mm-hmm. next day, what I have to do. Yeah. How do I how do I cut that out? That can that can be difficult. Now, for some people, it's an easy fix and they can do some guided meditation and just kind of wind down. That works. Other people, they might need some expert help. The, the first thing we'd always recommend would be um, CBT. And that can be done with um, with, a, with a therapist. They teach you how to how to control those thoughts a little bit, get yourself to sleep. And that and a lot of people have trouble with that. Um, and it, and it's one of these things to talk about. I think a lot during Mental Health Month is that is that it, it's a chicken and egg. Is that poor mental health and if we're suffering from depression, anxiety, stress, we're gonna we're not gonna get a great sleep. The flip side is, is that the less sleep we're getting, the more that we're not equipped the next day to be at our best emotional and mental health. So, you know, if, if you're struggling in that cycle, then then um, starting with your GP 
um, is definitely important because, yeah, quieting those thoughts can be really difficult for some people. Let's talk about the don'ts and begin with food and drink. What's your thoughts there? Um, so the the the, uh, the the big ones that that we uh, that we talk about the ones people already know um, is is caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine. Um, so the the caffeine and the nicotine are stimulants. Um, they increase our heart rate. They increase our us being awake. So we want to, um, if you're having a chronic trouble sleeping, if you really can't sleep, reducing your overall caffeine and whatever caffeine you're taking, get it early in the day as possible. Ideally, not after lunch. Especially the more trouble you're having sleeping, the the, the more you're going to want to get down that caffeine. If you're a smoker, I'm always going to say you should quit smoking anyway. But if you're using nicotine supplements, try to reduce what you're using late at night. Um, if you can, because it is a stimulant. Um, and then alcohol does not aid sleep. Alcohol disrupts our natural sleep. So especially if you're um, waking up those wee hours in the morning, um, the two, three, four in the morning, um, you know, after ha- after consuming alcohol, it does disrupt that quality of sleep and staying asleep, especially. So if you're having trouble maintaining your sleep, reducing your alcohol right down or ideally eliminating it um, might help stay asleep throughout the night if you exercise late do cardio of any form late in the day into time near bed uh, you'll struggle will you to get asleep if you do hey look we all know somebody who can who will fall asleep no matter what um so Mm. some people who don't have a problem sleeping and that's when they squeeze in their workout great if it's working for them that's absolutely fine but for for people who are really struggling with sleep um, rearranging their schedules so that that workout is early in the day would be one of the first things to do. What do you say about, uh, you know, food and say the caffeine, a cup of tea or anything like that? When should you stop? When should you not take food on board or a drink, a stimulant, stimulant like that? Six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, what? Yeah, see, it, it can, it can be, and my hard rule would be if someone's really having trouble, say, look, two hours at least. Okay. Or switch to non-caffeine. Like, if you want your evening cup of tea, simply switch to um, to, to an herbal tea that's um, that's not uh, caffeinated. Okay. Um, swapping out for non-alcoholic drink, um, swapping out for a non-caffeinated tea. And, you know, these are these are simple swaps that if you've got a habit that you like, you, you know, you, we're just trying to, to tweak the routine, then, then, then just tweak swapping it out might be one uh, suggestion. What about napping after dinner? Yeah, the napping is, is, is really it can be really problematic. So um, for the simple sciences is that during the day, we actually build, build up something in our brain called sleep pressure. And when we take a nap. It's like letting the, the, the pressure, the opening the valve and the pressure falls right back down. So what we want to do is let, is take, if we have to take a nap, and that's really shift workers, the ones that sometimes just need that power nap to do what they got to do during the day. You want to keep that power nap, ideally 20 minutes, definitely no longer than 30 minutes. And the reason for that is we, we want that sleep pressure to continue to build until that, until that, that set bedtime. That's a good advice there for sure. You can ruin your night with a longer nap. Just before we finish up, uh, mm. the uh, let me say the elephant in, in the room is this. If people can't sleep, they go on to sleeping tablets and sleeping mm. tablets of various yeah. shades and, and ways yeah. of operating. What, what, what do you say there to taking sleeping tablets regular? So I think it's best to have a discussion with your GP. Um, sleeping tablets were designed in, in studies where they were designed and studies that we've done. They've all been used for short-term use and they all have side effects um, and they're highly addictive. 
And they do affect the quality of the sleep that we get, not just the quantity. A lot of the traditional sleeping tablets, they, they um, may reduce the light phase of sleep or some of them reduce the REM phase of sleep. So, and, you know, while a lot of people do need them short term, if you're going through a major change in your life, you're going through some major stress, absolutely your GP may, and yourself may decide this is a, this is a, a very viable solution short term. But um, if you're depending on the long term and not being able to sleep, then time to touch base with your GP. Because there's because why all the things we've talked about today, we put under the umbrella, we call it sleep hygiene. Um, but while that fixes sleep for some people, other people have things that really do need to be addressed with their GP from sleep apnea, uh, hormones. And look, if you're coughing all night from uncontrolled asthma, no matter what we do else, unless we get the asthma controlled, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. So if you're having a lot of trouble. GP is a great place to start. And then sleeping tablets, short term, are usually are usually recommended um, to get us through certain periods. But you and your GP can make that decision together, I think. But long term and becoming addicted mm-hmm. and dependent on them, Kate, it, that is not, yeah. not a good scenario. And when you go on them, is it more difficult to come off them? It can be. You can get a rebound insomnia. So, some, so um, there's, you know, as I said, this is when you're working with your GP. Sometimes um, people have been on them for a long time. They need to, they, 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 some people aren't able to come off them um, if that's, they become dependent. But as I said, I, I'd leave that with the, the GP. The, the, the re, there are certain groups of people that we do worry about becoming addicted um, or using them long term. We do know that sleeping tablets in certain groups of people are associated with things like falls at night. Mm. Um, or confusion at night. Um, these are side effects, so they can cause some harm. So that's why oh, that's why we're a little bit hesitant to just say, okay, well, if you can't sleep, we'll just give you a tablet now and it's grand. It, the tablets don't really replace natural sleep. Um, as I said, it, it requires close working with your own doctor. As I said, some people, absolutely, they're, they have a role and they definitely have a short-term role and definitely for certain groups of people. Um, but, it, but long term, they can cause problems for some people. Does hypnosis play a role at all? Have you ever come across that to help somebody, you know, get over this difficulty of falling asleep? No, it doesn't have. Um, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't have. It doesn't have any um, evidence that um, it's. It's. It's for, from a sleep study point of view. It's. It's more of the realms of Keith Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, I have to say. I love the man to bits anyway. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I must mention that the next time I'm talking to him. Anyway, and uh, very uh, joyous and happy note to finish on t- t- talking about Keith. Anyway, you've been great as usual, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We really do appreciate your time and we'll talk to you next month. Very welcome. Bye. Bye. That's Dr. Kate McCann there. Hope you sleep well tonight. Now, my musical this week and soundtrack from is The Wonderful Waitress, which I'll remind you is coming again to Dublin in June. The Sarah Bareilles, who wrote the songs for Waitress, actually released them on an album called What's Inside? Songs from Waitress in November 2015. What's the significance of that date, you might say? Well, I'll tell you why. It was ahead of the musical itself, which premiered in 2016. It became Sarah's fifth top ten album in the United States, with Borella saying she couldn't imagine handing over the songs to the show before recording them herself and singing them. They're her children, you see, those songs. Anyway, she did eventually, and the album of the musical featuring the cast followed in 2016, and Borella's 
was acknowledged for the musical score when she was nominated for a prestigious Tony Award. Yes, the Oscars of Theatre in the United States. And it's a great honour to get a nomination for one of those for sure. Today on Late Lunch, performed by Ogie in the musical, here's the tune from Waitress. Please just take the mixed bouquet and leave. Just leave. Don't. I will never let you let me leave. I promise I'm not lying. Go ahead, ask anybody who has seen me trying. I'm not going. If it seems like I did, I'm probably waiting outside. Such a stubborn man, you'll likely never meet another. When we have our family dinner, you can ask my mother. She's the best. You'll learn more about her ever getting rid of me. Yeah, brilliant. From Waitress, the musical, coming to Dublin in June. If you get a chance, go along and see it. You'll promise you'll enjoy it. For the story and the music is absolutely wonderful. And that one there today, Never Getting Rid of Me uh, by Ogie. One of those customers, if you've ever served tables in a restaurant, that you really do want to just pay the bill and clear off. But you know what I'm talking about. They hang on and hang on and hang on. There you have it. Anyway, I'll bring you another song and more from Waitress on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon. Oh sure I had the best to crack with them when they dropped into studio here a few years back there are some characters and they're back on the road and as I mentioned they're at the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim this Sunday. Tickets available there from the hotel. I'm delighted to say hello to one half of Foster and Alan. Mick Foster how's the form? How are you going? I'm going well and I'll tell you this, ye boys are going well as well. What is it? 46 years? 47 of them. <gasps> oh, I'm one out. It may have called, but 47. Uh, well, look, at, when it goes that far, you can well understand if you're a year out one way or the other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as long as if it's only four or five years, you know. <laughs> it's certainly not, Mick. Well, congratulations on that milestone. Tell me this. I was just doing a little bit of digging on you uh, this morning there. And the 25th of January 2020, the two of you said goodbye to your adoring fans on the stage. Mick, little did you think. What would it be? Almost two years till you got back. Yeah, it was It was uh, two years. Uh, we, we finished in January and uh, we didn't get back uh, well, I mean, we're only really back now yes. for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we did a show in January in the Opera House in Belfast, and that would have been two years yeah. from from the previous concert. But uh, as I say, we're, we're just back now uh, doing an Irish tour at the minute, and uh, look, it's great to be back, and uh, every part of it is, is you know, it kind of going to a kind of a hermit, you know, and mm. and if you weren't careful, uh, you'd get, I was going to say you'd get lazy, we'd get lazier. Yes. And, uh, and, and you'd be humming and hawing, you know, <laughs> whether you wanted to go back at all or not. <laughs> I know, and, uh, Mick, I know what you're saying. And that feeling is widespread right across the board at this time. But you've got to pick yourself up and get going, which you boys have done. Do you know what I loved? You did these reach-out calls, yourself and Tony, and your good wife, of course, as well, during a lockdown. You were ringing fans all over the world, Mick. Uh, we had great crack at that now, and uh, we had, you know, there was some of, well, some of the people we rang, you know, for for a, a, a few seconds, the thoughts were someone having them on, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then, uh, but most of them, and uh, then 
you know, uh, uh, most of the, the people we rang were, were, were older people. Yeah. But uh, I, I suppose that the, the, the best crack I had was with, with a woman, she was 90, mm. from, County, from County Kilkenny. And it, it was coming up to the time that uh, there was a lot of, of humming and hawing about whether Hall Martin uh, would go to Washington for St. Patrick's Day, you know? Yes, yes. And uh, this woman was saying, you know, what would be bringing him like a, a, a load of cod wallop, she said. And she says, all he's going to do is is, is bring over a, a ball of shamrock to Joe Biden. And he, she says, the minute he goes out, Hall Martin goes out the door going home, Joe Biden will throw them in the bin because you think they're just a ball of weeds. <laughs> And she was, you know, she meant every word of it. She wasn't trying to be funny or no, she, was, no. she could see no sense in this at all, you know. Yeah, but your calls meant a lot and it kept you guys in touch as well. You know, it worked both ways, Mick. I did. It, it, it let people see that, you know, that we weren't dead anyway, you know. We were, <laughs> we were still there. Maybe not to the good, but we were there to the bad, you know, but went to that, you know. Tell me this, are you back in Gunnings? Oh Lord! I, I, every chance I get, uh, I go out to guns on on a Friday night uh, because it, it's only ten minutes away from me, and uh, one of my daughters no, normally comes because she doesn't drink. Yeah. And uh, but she loves listening to the crack with all us old lads <laughs> because you see the lads they would be with would be the fellas I went to primary school with. Of course. So. Uh, you know, I grew up with them and we went to our first dances together and courted our first women together and all that carry on. So uh, the beauty of it for me is, yeah, you know, that you're no big deal. Because yeah. the thing, you, you know, when, when when you were having to borrow a bike to go to a dance, you didn't even have your own bike. And uh, so just because you're well known now on the sea on television, uh, it doesn't make a bad difference to them, you know. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about exactly, and the, they've been your mates for life, and by God, when you couldn't go there, I'd say that was something you really missed. But I'm delighted to hear you're back, having the Friday night pint with the boys. And here, I know you told me before, you love the flan, you were reared on that as well. At last, you're going to have it in Mullingar. At long last. Uh, the last all I own a flan in Mullingar was 1963. My God. And I was I was took part in that in the parade. I was fifteen at the time, so people can do their homework and they'll know what age I am now. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, we're after missing it for two years. The last, the last All Ireland flag was was in Drogheda. That's right, yeah. So, That's right, yeah. Um, we're, we're we're looking forward to it now. We have several things uh, to do. Uh, you know, we'll be. Uh, Playing trad music for for radio and again talk down. Yeah, TV, Sla TV, and you know it it it'll be busy, uh, but it'll be all trad stuff. It won't be Foster mm. and Alan, if you know. What of I mean. course, it'll be just of course, something totally different. Yeah, uh, as such, it's not look at it's not what I'm making me living at. I know. And, uh, a fella said to me one time, he said, when your hobby becomes your job, it's no longer your hobby. So and true. And he was dead right, you know. So the, the trad music, uh, to me, is, is, is away from what Tony and myself does. Yeah. And, and, and it's a great bit of crack. You, you know? absolutely love it, I know. Anyway, I know they're shouting at you there. You're heading for where? Dunleary tonight, is it? We're heading for Dunleary. Oh, we're gone. We're, we're, Good. We're, Great. Uh, 
there's no rush whatsoever. <laughs> we're, we're heading for Dunleary and then we're in, in Ennis tomorrow night and Killarney the next night and then uh, we're in Trim Sunday night. Good stuff. The Knightsbrook in Trim at our neck of the woods on Sunday night. Foster and Alan are back. Tickets available from the hotel and uh, they'd be delighted, the boys, to see you there to meet oh, up again. Oh, charm to see <laughs> We didn't see them for a couple of years or maybe three, so it'll be great to see them. It will indeed. Mick, God bless you. You're one of the best. Thank you for joining me on the show. No bother me, man. You take care. Mind yourself. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Mick Foster there and the Knightsbrook on Sunday is the place to be to see them and they're raring to go on their own tour all around Ireland. Eileen Murphy, Vivian DeLeague, Paul McLaughlin, Patrick Maguire, Lily Kenny and Thomas O'Donnell. We have tickets for all of you for the show on Sunday. Tomorrow on Late Lunch, Gastro Gaze, their new book, Jennifer O'Shea of This Parish about IVF, Abby Wynne, Inspiration for May and Kerry Davis forensic psychologist George Ezra Eddie Caffrey on his way see you for late lunch Thursday Tiger Lily moved to the city she just turned 21 and I said here's my number hit me up if you're needing anyone and then I could be anyone 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 for you The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.